I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> After further review, I'm Derek Lawson with Frank Basher on the phone line. We couldn't get David to call in right now because he couldn't take his late lunch break. So we'll just hear his winners and losers. But right now, we got Frank on the phone. And he's going to talk about James Joseph Harbaugh, the guy that he has an infatuation with. And we've had many instances with him on the show here, especially the time you yelled in the mic because you thought he was all over the place and they were throwing it in your face. And he was on what was it, Football Weekly or something, and you just got heated with it, or? Well, let's well, let's cut the chase here. And I, I've said that this guy, since he's been at Michigan, has been more sizzle than steak. And his first few years, he was cooking the steak. And let's face it, he was nah, one bad. Frank's not. We're gonna turn you down, Frank, because you can't be yelling and screaming in the mic. Okay. Sorry, first off, sorry about that. Frank, you gotta admit though, he was one bad spot away from making the football playoff. And Michigan football was really, really irrelevant before he got there. So at least he's giving putting the sizzle in Michigan, and we're talking about him. We're having segments about him. I mean, before when they were with Brady Hogue, it was pretty much Snoresville. But again, but I'll say this again too: the results haven't matched the hype lately. I'll, I'll agree with you and on that. Lately, has not even hasn't even been close. And I think Saturday was just another example of that. Now, fact, now, were I mean, you are you saying that because of this? No, not at all. This has this has nothing to do with where my allegiances lie. Okay. This is just 100% straight back. You can kill that fight song, please. Okay. I didn't know if you were doing this because you're sticking up for the your bleed, bleed green and ble- green and no, white. No, I mean I've got my. I mean, last week I said how I wasn't overly impressed with them and personally I think they could be in trouble on Saturday in the desert but that's something else I'll save for later but okay. the fact is Michigan went to South Bend facing a ranked team on the road mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which by the way that was and, probably I, I give them credit for it the renewing the rivalry and in their first game they actually played an actual good opponent that was ranked and you know it was even yeah, competitive, so. not just playing, you know, an FCS team. Nothing against UT, but, I mean, or Ohio State playing some Sisters of the Poor team to get a warm-up. Yeah. I mean, I do think that's a good. that was a good thing. But, again, Michigan has now lost 17 consecutive games on the road versus ranked opponents. 
their last win came in two thousand on the road against a ranked opponent was in two thousand six. And oddly enough, it was against Notre Dame when uh, Charlie Weiss and Brady Quinn were both there. Mm-hmm. And of course, Michigan fans might say, "Well, what about the rest of the Big Ten?" Well, <laughs> glad you asked, because Penn State, Ohio State. Michigan State have all done it within the last five years. Iowa's done it. And now here's where it starts to get bad. Minnesota has done it. Indiana has done it. Maryland has done it. Before they were in the Big Ten. Illinois has done it. Purdue has done it. Even Rutgers has beaten a ranked opponent on the road after 2006. And I mean, and honestly, that's for a program with as much, as big of a brand as Michigan has, as much tradition as they have, that's embarrassing. Not be. He ain't not being able to put it up against a big boy on the road. I mean, if you, if we were talking, I mean, if we were talking about how Nick Saban not being able to do that at Alabama, that would still be considered embarrassing. It's the same with Urban Meyer at Ohio State. If he wasn't able to do that, the thing, the fact of the matter is, when there were people. Most notably, those at Fox Sports 1 who tried to put Harbaugh on the same plateau as Saban and as Meyer and as Dabo Sweeney. When the fact is, he's nowhere close to that. In fact, I'll even say this too, and I know Valenti said this, but I think it's so damn true. That guy, that Harbaugh who did so well at Stanford. Did so well at the San Francisco 49ers. It's not the same guy at Michigan anymore. He's lost his edge. And I think here, and here's a couple of reasons why. Back when he was at Stanford in the Pac-10, he didn't, there was really nobody else who would line up and play man ball and try and ram it down your throat. And plus, he also had a once-in-a-generation quarterback in Andrew Luck. He gets to the 49ers and starts unleashing Colin Kaepernick. Well, of course, he was doing so well until the NFL, the rest of the NFL finally figured out what he was doing. And they were able to catch up to him. So I think you have those great moments that he had, but you have to look at where he was doing it and who he was doing it with. And then, of course, we get to... This season at Michigan, and after they go eight and five, don't beat any rivals, lose their bowl game. All the Michigan fans are talking, oh, we got a real quarterback with Shea Patterson now. You just wait. I'm sorry, but Shea Patterson looked like a quarterback who can only operate out of the full house T offense. He wasn't that great throwing the ball. Uh, he was basically just a single read guy. He wasn't progressing through his reads lineup, and I'm sure David will say the same thing as well because he's an NFL draft guru. 
And it also didn't help that their offensive line, which I have said, and I know Ryan McCumber has said, Michigan's offensive line was hot toilet again. And I think there's a couple of things, and there's a few things to say about that. One, you go through a whole offseason, and your offensive line doesn't look any better. And I know, And here's the guy who they brought in to coach their own line, and that's Ed Warner. You might remember him. Mm-hmm. He, was the, he was an offensive line coach at Ohio State mm-hmm. under Urban Meyer. And after Ohio State got rickrolled by Clemson in the, in the college football playoff, there were several Buckeye fans who I know, and I talked to them face-to-face, that said they wanted Warner and Tim Beck gone. Urban got rid of both of them. So, and then Warner goes to Minnesota for a year. Then I guess Harbaugh decides to pick him up. So he basically thought that he was going to get better with Ohio State's trash. Like somebody who Ohio State said, you're done, adios. And he decides to pick him up thinking he's going to get on that level. Tisk tisk. So you're saying all, you're saying all, but, but frankly, you're saying all this after just one game, though. It had Derek. It. I understand one game, but there are a lot of Michigan fans who I have talked to have said this team still looks the same. There was so, we were told. Harbaugh finally had a quarterback. And now, look, I'm going to give the devil credit where it's due. I think he does have a quarterback, but it ain't Shea Patterson. I think it's Dylan McCaffrey. Because when McCaffrey came into the game, that guy did something that Patterson couldn't do. Stand and step up in the pocket and make a play. And also progress through reads. I honestly mean, if you – I mean, I'll say this 100% honestly right now, straight up. Dylan McCaffrey should be the starting quarterback at Michigan. But Harbaugh seemingly wants to bring in somebody from an SEC school who actually was not really that good when you look at it because he didn't really, he wasn't, loved like he was carving up Alabama's defense or LSU's defense or anything of that nature. It's it's basically, I think really what it, Harbaugh has been at Michigan is, and I know you have said this many times, why tell the truth when the lie is more entertaining? And I honestly think that Harbaugh has been an entertaining lie. Because he's tried to hype the team up so much. I mean, he's taken them to Europe during the summer to play ball over there. Taking them down to Florida and going to Tiger Spring training the whole who's got it better than us when there's a lot of teams who have it better. And there are and there are plenty of Michigan fans who will back me up on this. They've wanted to see results. And they're not seeing it. And, of course, I think something got brought up about him being on the hot seat. And Mark Schlissel, the university president, said, no, he's not. The president, uh, well, Schlissel is right. 
Harbaugh's not on the hot seat. They'll never fire him because mm. they invested too much. They've invested too much into him. They're paying him nine million dollars a year. If they fire him, that's not good. That's going to really look bad. The only way I think he leaves is if an NFL team comes calling, and I wouldn't be shocked if he jumps at that offer after this season or not. But if you fi- but if they fire him, are they going to bring in somebody who's way better? Probably not, because for one, you're not going to pry Nick Saban. You're not going to pry Nick Saban or Dabble Sweeney away from their jobs. There's no way in hell you're going to get Urban Meyer to come to your place. Mm, that's true. Yeah, you got, you got, you got. I mean, you're making great points. I just under, don't understand. After one and, game, and you're you kind know, of counting I them did. out. And because and think about know, it, Frank. What if they run the? What if they you. run the? But Frank here, you, 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 you got a long. You had a long segment to talk to. What if they run the gamut though? What if they go on and learn from this loss and say, you know what? Okay, you know, it was the one game. It was at Notre Dame. They were ranked. They got a pretty decent team. Let's put this behind us. They're playing Western Michigan this week. What if they go and they do run the gauntlet? Let's say they don't lose anymore. Then what? I honestly don't see that happening. First in part, I was I wasn't overly impressed by Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They didn't they I mean they looked good in the first half. Brandon Wimbush looked pretty good. And then they kinda got real conservative in the second half, although I think they were kind of playing trestle ball a little bit more because they knew Michigan wasn't gonna be able to move football. Mm-hmm. And had it not been for ball control. Thomas's kickoff return for a touchdown. That that you may as well have just said this game's over at the half. But Michigan but the, stayed competitive but, and they ended the game pretty good. They made a comeback. You got to give them credit for that. Well, the way the way that their offensive line looked at Notre Dame with the fact that they were struggling with pass protection, they couldn't open up late to the running game. And Michigan really struggled to run the football, averaged less than two yards a carry. I. I honestly, they have they would have to do a lot, and I when I say a lot of work, I th- that might be an understatement for them to really be up there with the beasts of the Big Ten East mm-hmm. because they're because let, let's be honest, they play they play like that in any of their other big games. They're gonna get t- they're gonna get pounded. By they're gonna get pounded by Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. I mean, well, they played I, bad against you. Not you talking about Michigan playing on the road bad against Notre Dame, and Penn State had a squeaker against App- Appalachian State at home. Well, well, I mean, they may not get pounded by Penn State, but I think they they would they'll they would get wiped all over the field by Ohio State, mm-hmm. and probably and the same can be said for Wisconsin. They would get man hit. Up front end. I mean, honestly, I think. I mean, there's not, their next two games are very winnable. They're going to play Western Michigan, who I think they'll, they'll win, and and they'll obviously beat SMU, who is puke garbage. The real test is going to come when they play Nebraska in Week Four, because you have, even though we don't really know too much about Nebraska, because their game against Akron got canceled. I mean, that's a team. That's a team who I think you might want to keep an eye on because 
Scott Frost is going to uh, essentially open up the offense there. And I'm interested to see what they could do. And that could really be their first test. And especially once Big Ten play opens up, they do have to go to Northwestern, who is always a pain in the ass to play against as well. Plus, you got to go. They got to go on the road to East Lansing. They do have to. They also, well, before that, they have to have. They have to play Wisconsin, who looks like they who is considered to be the favorite of the West Division. Plus, later in October, they've got game again, home against Penn State, and plus they've also got. And plus, you got to go to Ohio State still, and Ohio State is still on a different planet than what Michigan is. Even though, even though, even though Ohio State's defense didn't look rough at times, times on Saturday, but their offense was just looked like a video game. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think is next for him? You named up all that stuff. Now you're gonna put on your uh, your your prediction hat with the crystal ball. What's next for Michigan basketball or Michigan football? They'll win their next two games. Probably comfortably, I would. I would assume they beat Western comfortably because I don't. I can't remember if Darius Phillips is at Western Michigan anymore. If he graduated, or if he's still there, because he's about the only player that would put the fear of God into you anytime he touched the ball. But they'll 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 win their next two games, and honestly, I'd like to see what Nebraska does in their game because that's the Big Ten opener, or for both teams and. I think that is really going to be that. I think you can honestly make an assessment. Has Michigan built, learned their lessons, taken time to get back to be better tomorrow, in the words of LeBron James, mm-hmm. or are they, or, or is it going to be another case of they are who we thought they were? Well, who they, who you, steady green. Oh, or who you thought they were? You, you been a hard no, on hard ball. It's not just. It's not. It's not just me. I mean, look. I mean, the it's just that there was sky high expectations when Harbaugh right. came in. Everyone, I mean, look. I know you said that they were going to be they win a national championship. No, I, I said I, got, I said they get to the title game. I didn't say win a national championship. I said he, he his first year he get about ten wins, which he did. And in the second year, they could be competing for uh, for a playoff. I didn't say win a national championship. I just said competing in for the playoffs, yeah. and that he's done that. Well, and but there was people saying that he was going to win, and, he, and there was people. There were people out there that thought he was going to try to win a championship. But anyone that's smart there was, knows there, the sport. There were people that said he was going to win championships. Well, plural. Well, you can't, Frank. Or, uh, Frank and there was, and there was, t- and then people. He's the closest thing. He's the closest that he's on the same level as Nick Saban. He's going to be Urban Meyer's worst nightmare. Well, Frank, I, how they, many times has he beaten? How many times has he beaten Uncle Urban? Right. The answer is zero. Right, but Frank, listen, listen. And he's and he's going to dominate his rivals. He's one in sex against his rivals. Frank, he's, Frank, just, just listen. If you were smart and you know that. Instead of trolling on Twitter, that you know there's going to be some intelligent people on there, and there's going to be people that are not very intelligent. Now, knowing that Nick Saban is always swarming around, you already knew one guy's going to be in the national championship hunt. You know, Urban Meyer with the Buckeyes are going to be in the national championship hunt, and then you have Clemson, who's come around the last few years. If you really think about it, it's very, very, very difficult, even for even Alabama, to win a national championship. Even more difficult for Harbaugh 
in Michigan. So people that were saying he was going to win championships or get a championship, those guys were just trying to, you know, be nobodies, trying to be somebodies on Twitter and just running at their, you know, running from their, I guess, Twitter fingers and, and their mouths instead of just being re- realistic about that. And you can't really get caught up in that, Frank. You, you, you should obviously know that there was no way that he was going to bring in championships because it's almost virtually impossible to win championships with only a four-team playoff. And usually throughout, it's usually Saban's, one of his teams is getting in along with Clemson and then maybe possibly Ohio State. There's just only so many spots to go around, not to mention you got to get out of your own damn division, which is the East Division. So if, as long as he could have an opportunity to play for a playoff and make them competitive, I think that was probably for the people that didn't know sports and who were smart, that's what they were looking at. Not, you know, he wasn't like he was going to be the holier than thou and bring them everything. Well, I said, like I said, there was people that had sky high expectations. Yeah, a few, and probably, and there's a lot of people that have sky high unrealistic, you know, expectations. And yeah, a lot of times you don't I try do to listen to them. A few of them, right? There was a few of them, and there and there are still people. And this is and this is, and one more thing before we end this. And this is one thing that really does piss me off is that they try to use the excuse, oh, well, he doesn't have his guys. Well, he has he's his guys be- in there by now. This is his fourth see, year. Derek, Derek, what I'm getting at is this. Urban Meyer said, the minute you take over a program, the guys on that roster become your guys. Well, Urban Meyer also likes to lie at media days, too. So, I mean, right now... Bringing up Urban Meyer things, you can't only take him with the colonel. I'm truth. doing it. I'm bringing it up from a coaching standpoint. Well, but he's still he's somewhat of a liar. And you have to remember, and you have to remember that that there was well, it's helping your point. There of view was good too, players Frank. that Michigan had. They just needed good. They just needed better coaching. And they like I said, you, 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 but all, and you, you also have good. to remember that Harbaugh does kind of wear out, wear people out. We know. We happened yeah, we in know. San Francisco. Happened at Stanford. But Frank, no, I mean, you look, gotta, Frank, you got to understand though. Too, he did did do good. You can't take away from the first few years that he had. I don't. I'm not. But, ta- I'm not. Ta- I'm not taking anything away from him. But he has. He, did, he, he has did. lately. He has not been that good. He's, he's 500 in the last 18 games, and we'll admit that. And this season is a season where people are looking for him to change things and go from there. So. Hopefully he does that. It helps the Big Ten. Um, but he has also made the Big Ten very competitive as long as with recruiting. And let's think about it. Now the Big Ten East is probably one of the better uh, divisions in all of college football. I don't I don't argue that at all. Just so you know. It, mm-hmm. It's just that when he came in, when 10 games in year one, people are thinking, okay, next step. Wins 10 games again. He's taking the next step. Hasn't gone forward. He's gone backwards. That's and that and that is something that you can't argue. Well, one year, I guess one year he did have a bad placement call in that Ohio State game. That that was. I mean, look, it wasn't just that. I mean, yeah. There's also been there's also been a lot of in-game management that is that I have noticed that he hasn't done very well. Like it, but all coaches he, are when, like that, Frank. There's, well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people that coaches aren't aren't God, and they're not going to sit there and be perfect all the time. So you can't say a lot it's just of, hard but ball. a lot of stuff is going through. 
I mean, look, I know we ragged on Brady Hoke for not wearing a headset. Well, Harbaugh wears a headset, and, of course, for one, calls for play action from third and long with his quarterback standing in his own head zone, results in a pick six. Or how about this one? Has his quarterback in the shotgun, five wide in a monsoon, throwing the ball. There was also fourth and long, wrong, play pass out of the I formation. You're not, I mean, look, David can probably tell you more about that. You're not fooling anybody there. And also, <laughs> it's funny draw, that you bring all this draw, stuff uh, up. And also, toss to the. Toss to the weak side uh, well, Frank. Long when you're down by two scores against Wisconsin. Well, really, Frank, I mean, you're, you're nitpicking now, and you're, and you're bringing up all this stuff considering that in one year, Mac D'Antonio had a really awful year, and let's face it, last week didn't do too well against Utah State. So, so I mean, you know. Derek, Derek, I'll, and look, you've heard me bag on how much I don't like Dave Waters' play calling, but I'll tell you this right now. I will kiss Dave Waters' ass before I let, I would have Jim Harbaugh calling a game for Michigan State. Well, yeah, because you don't like Jim Harbaugh. We know the narrative. I mean, heck, and you're I screaming don't like in the mic. Like, I don't really like Dave Waters either, but the big difference is Michigan's offensive staff is getting paid a combined $12 million. Dave Warner is getting paid in Skittles. Really? Is that is it, so? If we looked it That's up, Dave Warner is getting paid in Skittles, or I mean, compared to what Michigan guys are getting paid, Harbaugh is getting paid nine million dollars. Each of his offensive vibes. I mean, Jim McElwain, Ed Warner, and uh, whoever, whoever else they got calling, do working with the offense. Those guys are getting paid. At least a million bucks each. Warner, how much is he getting paid? Do you really know how much he's getting paid? Not, you got some numbers on that. Than two, I would say it's probably less than $250,000 because I know that Michigan State does not pay their coordinators very well. The only coordinator they've had who they paid around a million dollars or more was when Pat Narduzzi was the defensive coordinator who is now the head coach at Pitt. Okay, I mean, you gotta. I, I wish you would give us actual standard, actual numbers. I'm just trying to paint a picture here. Yeah, yeah you're painting the picture of that Harbaugh stinks or something. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, but you've been you've been doing you've been doing that a long time though. Yeah. I mean, think. Well, I mean, I think about it. that's that's what you that's what you're doing. Well. Maybe if he would have gotten better results, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, but then again, though, you haven't really been. Uh, let's be honest, Frank. You haven't really been much of a Harbaugh fan. So, I mean, you, your argument is going to be a little one-sided. I mean, look. Truthfully, I thought he was impressive when he was at Stanford. Mm-hmm. Even when he was with the 49ers as well. But like I said, the, the Harbaugh who's on the sidelines at Michigan – that's not the same guy who coached Stanford and the 49ers. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have that edge anymore. And you're really infatuated with this guy. I, well, that's just the stuff I was bringing up. I would have liked to discuss it with David, but, you know, I think it's best I let him 
speak his piece when he talks to you. Speak his piece. Okay. Okay, so I, we found it here. Uh, the Spartans' total salary for assistance is 24th in the country and is about $3 million. That's all combined. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you're right. All their assistance. And Michigan is probably paying a combined $3 million to two of their offensive coordinators with Don Brown. Dave Warner's salary is $450,000. Okay, well, so he, he, ain't he making, is making a little bit more. He ain't making Skittles. But, Frank, you know how this show is, is that you got to, you, you know, if you're going to come out here and give you these opinions, you got to at least back it up with a little bit of facts. And, you know, you kind of went a little off the rails a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, right, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Once, you know, you come out with the facts of Warren, he's not, Warner's not, you know, making peanuts or anything like that. He's living kind of comfortably for a coordinator. That's pretty good. I know coordinators yeah. make as much as probably uh, Mac head coaches, but it seemed like to me how you just so obsessed with Harbaugh and his play calling and him losing a little bit of sizzle. This might be I, your Derek, I was only figure. stating facts. Well, you didn't say the facts with Warner's salary. You said he made two hundred thousand dollars. He actually makes four hundred fifty. I was taking a guess. Okay, I've had a lot. I've had to take care of this week. Right. You. Right. You know. Like, Can you pretty, kill that? Please kill that. <laughs> like basically figuring out all the plays that Harbaugh's called in the last four years that were mistakes. But yeah, I'm sure for everyone that he's done, I'm sure Warner, Dan Antonio. Urban Meyer, they've all made bad play calls. But I mean, you are really obsessed with this man. I mean, like I said, it's just it's not like... the it's Derek. It's not finding every bad play call. It's a lot of these happen in big games, and everybody and everybody questions it. I mean, for one, every, anybody who watches football knows you don't go play action out of the I formation on fourth and long. David will tell you the same thing. Talk to any coach. Right. And since they all know everything, how come they're not making the hundreds of thousands of dollars just like these coaches? I mean, come on, Frank. You can't explain the unexplainable. Right. And, if, and you know, I'll even conclude. I'll, I'll end it on this. Mm-hmm. I thought Michigan had one of the worst offensive game plans all weekend. I thought it was the worst until I happened to see Florida State on Monday night. I knew that would happen, but I mean, come on, Frank. Let's. I'm just calling a spade a spade. I mean, I just, I just, to me, uh, for a Michigan State fan, you're obsessed with this guy. Saying it is throwing it in your face a few years ago. I mean, literally, you. I've never seen someone so obsessed with the opposing team. I would see you more obsessed with Dan Antonio and what's going on at Michigan State than with James Joseph Harbaugh at Michigan. I mean, think about it also, too, Frank. You forgot. Frank, Frank, hold on. We'll turn you down again because, Frank, you. I'm giving you opportunities to talk a lot, Frank, and you, you've been continually cutting me off. I understand you're heated about the subject, but this gets bad, bad radio. If you really think about it, too, Frank, uh, there was a lucky block punt that Michigan State scored in the big house, too. I mean, there's a lot of things that have just bounced the wrong way for Harbaugh to where the change of history could have happened. 
Has he called bad plays? Yeah, but every coach calls bad plays. Everyone does it. But there's also been some unlucky bounces that have happened for him, and there's been some lucky bounces that have worked for him. But I don't think, you know, you can, after one game, after playing a really decent team on the road, you say that Harbaugh's lost his sizzle. I mean, you just can't say that. We're going to have to come back to this at the end of the season, though. Whatever. Okay. I mean, I know, Frank. You don't like him and everything like that. But that is that is what it is. That's kind of the truth. And besides, we're, we're sports talk radio guys. We talk about how the bit, what the big storylines are, and this has been that. I don't know if this has really been a big storyline. Well, well, big storyline is uh, Rod and uh, and Mario getting in a fight over a chair. That, that's a good storyline. With Michigan, I mean, let's face it. They didn't play good in the big game. I mean, and that's kind of been the, the narrative so far with Harbaugh. Shea Patterson, new quarterback. Like I said, things change from week to week. That's just how football is. And I, I really think in, in a month or so, we could be talking a different narrative and Michigan goes and slaps the next few opponents. I said they would slap the next two opponents. So then next thing you know, they'll say that uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh's back and he's got the sizzle. They won't be only the uh, only the slap only the hardcore slappies will be saying that. Right, and then the hardcore guys like you will find something wrong with his play call in some obscure play that has nothing really to do with the game. Huh. Right. <laughs> Well, like I, like I said, you know, play pass on the I formation on fourth and long. Everybody knows not to call that. Right. You're right, you're right Frank. And, he, and he, even then, when you were. And also, he, and even on Saturday, trying to run the ball when you were not having up the middle, when you were not having success doing so. Well, Frank, if you I mean, know look, so much, why don't you go coach? I mean, Frank, you're on on after further reviews dogging the man. Why don't you go coach so you can make millions of dollars? Because you're saying it's so simple and easy. It's an opinion, Derek. True. I just think you're a little you're being a little too critical on the man I, and, and just to think that you're not really a fan of the team i mean you're really i mean it's a, it's like grinding your gears about this man like this man can never do anything right like i said the 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 results haven't matched the hype and it's not even close i think he's I have done cited well. examples i'm not saying he's done poor but give it. But if you if we compare the hype to the results, it's day and night, and not even close. So what if he wins a national Simple. championship this year? Are you gonna say the same thing? I mean, I'm sure you're gonna pull up something. He's not Harbaugh gonna did. win a national championship. Well, how do you know that? Year? How do you know that, Frank? We just mentioned that we're not Nostradamus, and you're over there saying he's not gonna win a championship. How do you know that, Frank? Because there's. St- there's a lot that's going to have to be done, and it ain't going to happen in one week. And I'm not saying it's in one week. We've got we've got 11 more weeks of football to go, Frank, and you're going over one game. Like I said, in a couple of weeks, this will probably be forgotten. I mean, each each week is a soap opera for college football. So, I mean, I just I, – I wouldn't hang your hat on this one. I, I Like I said, the story and the narrative could be totally different when we're in the middle of December talking about this. 
three yeah, months Bar- from, three months from now, it could be a totally different discussion, and people would probably be praising Harbaugh if he's like, "Well, ruin that game against Notre Dame. It looked so bad. Wow, they really turned it around, and now they're in the football playoff." It very well could be, but you know what? It hasn't happened. Right, true, and only time will tell. We'll cross be, that bridge when the time comes. Yeah, I think it just to be continued, basically, Frank. But yeah, you, 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 you're really obsessed for a guy that's not really a Michigan. Fan. It's not an obsession. I'm just stating my opinion of something. True, but also we've had other drops on this show. Like I said, screaming into the mic about Harbaugh and call him James Joseph. I didn't even know the man's middle name until you told me. Yeah, that was one I planned on looking up for when he first got, when he was first hired, just for just kind of for kicks and giggles, and I didn't realize it would become a long time bit. Yeah, and do you have a James Joseph Harbaugh poster in your room? No, but uh, I actually do have a free copy of uh, his autobiography that was given to me by uh, someone who uh, was in a wedding with him. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, Dr. Greg, Dr. Greg Reinhold, who is the stepdad of friend of the show, the doctor, Isaac Perry. He's a because, stepdad? Uh, uh, yeah, Greg is Isaac's stepdad, and Greg's brother, Mike, was actually a teammate of Harbaugh's at Michigan. Really? Wow. Yes. I think I think you I think you have told me this. Um, yeah, this I, may, I may have brought it in the studio a couple of years ago. It's yeah. It was just a, it was a free book, and I have to see Greg's I have to see Greg's picture. In it, so. and, and the doctor. And there was, the, there, the was none, there was none of that. There was absolutely none of that. None of, no this was a book of this was the pictures of Greg with some Michigan football players and. Harbaugh wanted to J.R. Smith was not present. No, okay, but still, though, I mean, let's face it. We can have a book of you and James Joseph Harbaugh with a bottle of Hennessy and him probably raising... I doubt Harbaugh drinks Hennessy. Yeah, he, pro- he drinks milk, but yeah. I know he probably does drink Hennessy, and I bet he's going to be he raising also the drinks national- ga- He also drinks Gatorade as well. And I- he has his shirt off at recruiting visits, visits and they'll probably <laughs> this year be hosting, hoisting the national championship trophy. Not happening. If it does happen, got... you need to drink some Hennessy. I don't need that, but I'm gonna have to. We gotta, we gotta end this because I'm crunched for time. Yeah, you are. So, Frank, once again, we know that you are a Harbaugh hater, and you're obsessed with the man. I mean, we 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 we've kind of got that figured out by Stating now. Stating an opinion does not mean you're obsessed. Well, you're more obsessed than with your other teams. And, and your team, you need to be worried, yeah, about, to be worried about Michigan State and how much their I've coordinators make. I've said my opinions on them in the past several times. Yeah. So I, but I'm not going to go and rehash all that again because I'm crunched. Right. All right. What do you got planned for the weekend, of Frank? I have to ref youth football on Saturday at Adrian, mm-hmm. and then I'll probably take a nap after that, and maybe watch a little bit. Some watch Michigan State and Arizona State, even though I kind of got a bad feeling about that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll. And then Sunday is NFL. Right, and that'll be starting off. Which uh, and hopefully that. Any game I watch on Sunday is not as bad as that crap I saw Thursday night. Uh, it was pretty bad, but we'll that was it. that was rough. But I'll I'll let David preach on that. All right, man, take it easy, Frank. Thank you. you. Calm down about James Joseph Harbaugh.
That was Frank Bashner rushing off the phone. Like I said before, obsessed with James Joseph Harbaugh. It's like his father. Man. Anyway, that segment went a little long. Coming up next, we got David, the man of God Harris, hopefully with winners and losers. Make sure you always check out After Further Review, Saturdays, 11 to 1 on 88.3 WXUT. Then we have our podcast on WXUT After Further Review on SoundCloud and just After Further Review on iTunes. And we upload them, gives you an update. Make sure you subscribe to it. We'll be back after this one more After Further Review.